Hi kids, it's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. This is Bob, the hose that you're going to get if you don't put the lotion in the basket. Here are my co-hosts, Andy and Alex. Introduce yourselves, boys. Please go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the host. <laughs> Please save me. I will. Hi, this is Alex, and much like poor Catherine's career, I hope I too get a bad guest stint on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Come on, Andy. I'm bad at this. Do better. I'm bad do at this. Do better. You can do it. And I am that American girl raised on promises, Andy. <laughs> and we have a guest host today. Uh, our guest host is Brooke Testerman. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm Brooke Testerman, and I drowned at summer camp while the counselors were smoking weed and having sex. Oh, not again. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, today we're doing things a little different because Brooke is here. Uh, Brooke is actually here for a purpose. A terrible uh, purpose. With a, oh, a, terrible, a terrible, horrible purpose. Terrible purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are using you. A kind of reductive purpose. Let's it's just okay. it's reductive. That, thank you for, for pointing that out. That'll yeah. be for the next episode. The next episode is where we get to really go into the horrificness of our choices. And right. <laughs> so Ed, as you know, and as we put out the, the little apology for, we were a bit insensitive when it came to trans issues. Yes. So we have... Brooke. Who is a trans person? Who is we'll a just... trans person? Yes. <laughs> I was just going to make you say it. So. I know. <laughs> she was waiting. She was going to be like, I'm going. Trons. The secret reason I'm here is just to make Bob uncomfortable. Exactly. That is, that is the, the reason, reason we're, we're all, all here. here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so now I, we, we just want to take, take a look at some of those movies that have been problematic in the past. Aww. And then someday we'll bring Brooke back to talk about like, a crazy, we'll talk about the descent, like the most lesbian, no sex, stuck right. in the, the ground with weird creatures in episode ever. Yes. Right. Stuck in. Just holes. see how deep you can burrow in the holes. Exactly. exactly. That, that's never, the goal. But are they sentient holes? Somehow I've never seen it. I've always, always wanted to see the holes. descent, but I've never seen it. I've got a thing. I've got a thing about descent. Everybody that I've ever dated, I've just said, it's an important question. I ask if we were in a cave and Gollum attacked us, would you stay and save me or would you go get help? And then they have to say, go get help. Because if you say and save me, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, bitch. No. <laughs> I'm going to get the police and they're coming back That's in to get fine. you. Yeah, yeah. You'll live, you'll die, I don't know. Right. But yeah. At least one well, of us Or maybe will we live. should both just get out. <laughs> yeah. If I try to That's save you, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're done. I have a different response. If my answer should be, oh, Alex, you'd never go spelunking. And I'd be like, yes, <laughs> you do know we're me. perfect for each other. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, set myself into a tiny little cave underneath thousands of pounds of rock. No, no, no that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sorry. Let's go into a place where it's so dark that we have to have so many flashlights, and they're all going to burn out. Right. Uh. God. So. Luckily, I brought these glow sticks. Oh, oh my God. yes, because glow sticks only last. Because atmosphere for... in a cave is special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need extra room for water. Glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> cave rave. Cave rave. Oh my God! You just said gay brave. It hurts me on Girl, the inside. It hurts me. I grew right up here. I, I was a youngin, young little in during rave culture. Mm. This is usually when Bob just redirects everybody. Usually, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm like off in the ether, like remembering like when they made us read Tom Sawyer in like high school or whatever. Like, like well, we're stuck in the cave. We don't have any life, but at least I've got like a piece of cake in my pocket. So we're okay. Right. Cake. See, this is why. See, this I is remember in high school when we talked about Huckleberry Finn and my white leathery teacher wrote on the board, shut the dough. Shut the dough. So we could, oh my God. We could phonetically analyze oh what no. shut the dough meant and what it meant for all of us as individuals. Oh. 
It's very wow. painful. Wow. Speaking of appropriations. That's a segue. Speaking of That is how you segue. Speaking of appropriation, let's talk Silence of the Lambs. So oh, yeah. we all know that this is a classic of horror. We want to do details first. We should do details. Yeah. Go ahead, Alec. All right. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demi, screenwriter Ted Talley, based on the book by Thomas Harris. Starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Scott Glenn, and Ted Levine. A young FBI cadet must confide in an incarcerated and manipulative killer to receive his help on catching another serial killer who skins his victims. Ooh, skin. Creepy. Creepy. I know. Skins and wears them. Yay, fellatio masks for everyone. Cool. Fellatio <laughs> masks for everyone? That's more a Leatherface thing, but still... I don't think of Leatherface as giving head to others. He totally wants to. Yeah. You know he we does. All understand the Why do you think he gets the? That's right? why he has to use other people's lips. <laughs> exactly. He, if only other he... people's lips. Gets the faces with makeup already on them. If only he had a talking boil. Oh Ooh. no! Callbacks to movies we've all forgotten on purpose. Yes, I disagree. You were the only one. You are. Because Kuso is horrible and no one should ever watch it. Obviously, the only reason to listen to that podcast was the Amazing Night of Something Strange. <laughs> Hold on, sir. I must disagree. No, please don't. Tooth. No. It's good by horses. Oh, it's, okay. it's it's thematically appropriate. It was but, it was trying to yeah, but don't disagree about Kuso because Kuso was bad. Oh, yeah. So, uh, again, looking back on Silence of the Lambs, and we are going to spoil the fuck out of this because the movie is thirty years old. Eat a dick. Um, yeah, it is a classic of horror fiction. Uh, the both the book and the movie because uh, this is the one horror movie in history that has swept the main awards at the Oscars. Was well, the only horror movie to win Best Picture, even. Yeah. Let alone win the top five awards. Exactly. Actor, director, actor, actress, director, screenplay by another medium, picture. I've lost count. Yeah, so many, so many <laughs> awards, so many. Um, Andy, you're very quiet so far this episode. I know. Well, that's because he's getting ready to unleash the rage. What? Unleash the rage on Jonathan Demi. Well, I am a ticking time bomb of fury. You are. We didn't watch. He's the calmest ticking time bomb of fury I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have. I mean, I. I don't know. So. So when when we're looking at this movie, there's all there's obviously a ton of themes that we want to look at um most problematically being buffalo bill oh absolutely yeah and his you know depraved homosexual you know abused transsexual trope which is the worst thing i understand that at that point in history people didn't have the visibility absolutely into, into trans people that we do now however i'm confused about how people are still angry about it when both the movie and the book are very clear that he is not trans well they're clear they say it but i think there's a difference in saying something and being clear about it the depiction of him is the standard trope of scary trans person who was abused as a child and forced to wear a dress right (laughs) who's now and and you know i think one of the most shocking things about it uh for me as a trans person uh he is the part where he's dan he tucks his dick behind his legs and he's yeah. dancing and he's got the scalp of somebody else right you know mm-hmm. on and he's dancing around which is uh really just it, it's using trans people as a horror device yeah uh it's trans people are shocking and scary and of oh course. my god we've shown you one now what right <laughs> no and i i think i think the book does a better job of insinuating 
the storyline of that he was super, super gay and could not ever deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so decided he was going to become a woman through skin suits. And I, I, I don't, I see what you mean exactly. And yeah. it, you can't take it away no matter how many times they say he's not trans, he's not trans. But I, I, I think the movie just didn't have time, nor did I want the movie to spend the time right. to walk us through his transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually Hannibal Lecter helps a little with that because Hannibal talks about that with Rasputin, the head you find in the jar. Rasputin. Raspiel, is that Benjamin what it is? Raspiel. Yeah. I knew it was a rasp, but then I just decided to go with that uh, Russian person. I mean... But it was... Um, either way, they were dismembered and shot, so... But one of them was... Well, actually, they both could have been gay, historically. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I do... I, 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 what I always see of this movie is I so blatantly never see him as a trans person. Mm-hmm. I yeah. never take him as trans. I don't even feel like if you sat him down and had that conversation with him, he would say he was trans. I, I just think he, I think of him as an insect. Right. Like mm-hmm. he is a bug. And that's why I think at the end, when you have the weird goggles and he's like curled up, mm-hmm. that he is totally an insect. And he just is looking to metamorphosize in some way. And it's kind of, he gets lumped into that trans thing because he chooses to change himself by creating a skin suit of women. So he's like becoming a woman and he kind of, he eats into it and he really psychs in himself into that. Well, that imagery is being used through the whole thing. And And I totally agree with that. But the thing is, what you've said before, even in previous podcasts, is you're not a normie. And what happens is the normies watch it. Yeah, and they (laughs) And they don't see that. Because that's exactly what happened. The movie actually explicitly goes out of its way. Hannibal has that speech about, you know, Billy thinks he's transsexual, but he's not really. Billy's, yeah, Billy's mm-hmm. tried to be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, Although Clarice does point out that transsexuals are mild and meek and passive. Which, <laughs> yes, that is. I know bitch. you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know you, bro. Thank you, thank you, Joey. You're helping without helping. Oh my god. And but that, the thing is, yes. so like they, the movie goes out of its way to explicitly kind of have that sort of lampshade hanging moment, but at the same time. The images, the only images that people remember from this movie, apart from Anthony Hopkins chewing the mm-hmm. scenery. Right. Um, so chewing. Lovely chewing. Ted Levine with his penis between his legs dancing to Goodbye Horses. Yes. I mean, th- that role was beautiful. saying, I'd fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, like, <laughs> whatever. And this is, a, this is a problem. Here here it comes. This is a problem with Jonathan Demme. Um, his, 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 <laughs> I'm going there. Real the quick. bomb is going I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I'm not going to go real hard. Um, yeah, yeah, he give tried, it time. The he first made, time. He made what he thought as a as a <laughs> a early 90s white male progressive guy, he made a movie that he thought was like sensitive and dealt with these things in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And like even if he had the best of intentions, no one saw it that way. Nobody saw right. Buffalo Bill as anything other than A, at that time most most people saw him as the depraved homosexual. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then agreed. later on the association with the the uh the the murderous trans person, the shocking trans person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. came into came into vogue and it's just it's it's a it's clumsiness on his part because this movie has passed so thoroughly into the popular culture as a set of memes a set of jokes mm-hmm. that there's no way to unring that bell yeah right you can he can go back and say no 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 buffalo bill wasn't trans he wasn't even supposed to be gay ted levine said in, a, in an interview 
No, I never thought he was gay. I don't know why I'm doing the voice. <laughs> doing, doing they keep doing it. I because really because, like because I Ted Levine is hot was, now, and I never thought he was gay. Me. I just thought he was really angry. Buffalo Bill was burned. There were photos of Buffalo Bill with strippers. He was totally. We don't like to be reminded of the Bane. He was totally way hetero. But but the thing is, at that point, not only did we have to deal with Demi and and his treatment of it, but the book. The book, while it went more in depth, oh, God, was Harris. still very much. Yeah. You know, well, this and is when you think. I know Andy, Andy already hates that I'm going to go here. No, yeah, go where you want. Oh, okay. angry. <laughs> um, so when you talk about Thomas Harris, he is the, one of the worst writers ever. Yeah. He has said in interviews that for him, writing is this painful, laborious process where he has to yank every word out of his brain violently. Like he is. A, First then why write? Right, that's what I was just exactly. thinking. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, and people like to compare him and Stephen King. Um, another one of Andy's favorite conversations of mine. Stephen King can literally go into a publisher and say the lamp eats people, and boom, yes. book. right. Well, and then <laughs> Stephen King has like Eight part miniseries on Netflix. Exactly. Right? You should have <laughs> said that. It's coming out next it is. month. It is exactly. Stephen King is laboriously <laughs> trying to shut the doors yeah, yeah. to right. keep the story. He's exactly. already written this thing about the lamp. It's already done. <laughs> right. It's really in is. production. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Not even pre-production. It's in production. They've cast someone, Bob. And oh, it's going to be really believable in the book, but then they'll make a movie and it'll just look dumb. And the yeah. ending will still suck in both The instances. ending will still and suck. And actually, yeah. uh, I just have seen the news that production has now wrapped. Oh, yeah, so we're good. <laughs> we're yeah. finished. It's done. It airs um, on Netflix next week. Oh, my right. God. We can do a podcast on it. We can talk about the book. We'll have to give it a couple weeks so I can read the book first. <laughs> but... John, with Jonathan, with Thomas Harris, you have this... If you read... If you read um, Manhunter, if you read Red, Red Dragon, Dragon. Yep. and then you read Silence of the Lambs, it's the exact same story, yep. except now it's a woman protagonist instead mm -hmm. of a man, and right. now instead of this weird, like, psychosexual, my mother has turned me into um, a crazy person with schizophrenia right. and hears voices, now it's Ted Levine, and I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm transforming myself instead of someone else transforming me. Right. So I'm a pretty it was like, princess. But if you read it, like, it's the same beats. Ted Levine is a pretty princess. He's Actually, the he's, best princess. He is. He's cute now. He's my favorite. Oh, he went super right daddy, now. and yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ted Levine on Monk. Right. Wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Love it. But... Oh. The first I, is real. Excuse me while I get a drink. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I love Jonathan Demi. I feel like as an auteur, he is wonderful. He makes a lot of good work. And yeah. what I will say about this movie that I have not caught, I've seen it so many times and I watched it for the podcast. I watched about half of it last night. Mm -hmm. um, and he does this thing where he shoots people head on, like yeah. right to the camera. And if you really pay attention, every time he does it, they're lying. Psychologically speaking, when someone is lying to you, that, that's when they're most often going to look you in the eye. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, tell you what they're going to tell you. That's supposed to be the trick. Like, if they're yeah. going to lie to you and get away with it, they're going to look you in the eye to prove right. that they're not lying. Right. But I just, mm -hmm. I love it. I noticed it with um, Chilton in the beginning when mm -hmm. he's talking to, uh, to Clarice. Um, I almost called her Starlene because her name is Clarice Starling. Starlene. That's really what I wanted right. her name to be in that moment. Um... But he, he would, like, explain something to her, and the camera would shift right on his face, and mm -hmm. he would say something about, oh, uh, do you need someone to take you around town? And you can see it. You're like, oh, he's asking mm -hmm. if he can fuck you. Right. In that moment. And the same thing with um, uh, the head of the agent, 
whatever his name is. Jack Crawford? Yeah, Crawford. Crawford, yeah. Yeah. So with him, like when he's <laughs> telling her what to do, it's you. like there's a side <laughs> angle of, you know, this is this is him, this is what I want you to do. Straightforward. You're gonna do a simple psychological profile. Back off. And it, but it's the same thing with Ted Levine. Right before that I'd fuck me, it's right to the camera, talking to the camera like it's a mirror, convincing himself. Yeah, right. That He's he'll lying be beautiful. To himself. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I never caught that Demi worked that hard for this. But mm -hmm. the thing is, Lecter though looks at the camera straight a lot of times, and um, that was intentional. Yes. Um, yeah. Because it, it should show that he knows everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's not doing that same thing. He is a character that does it differently. But he is. What I love about Lecter in that moment is the real question is when is Lecter lying. And, right. And, the, right. and the question you have to ask yourself, and this is my favorite thing about all movies, you have to play the game of what is this universe? You know, you watch Friday the 13th and that universe getting stabbed once in the chest, it means you're dead. Right. Whereas in reality, you can be stabbed like 30 times and live. Right. You're not going to die in 10 seconds if someone puts a knife through your stomach. Like that's right. Uh, sorry, everyone, if you were confused. Oh, no, biology. So I, know, I, death. I love the fatal gut uh, line. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> Um, cause of death, dramatic device. Exactly. Yeah. So in this universe, you have to play cause the game. Cause of death, le leaving a successful girl group and trying to be the sassy black woman. <gasps> Dang. Aww. We don't talk about Jason versus Freddy in this house. Yes, you just we do. do. Yeah, we kind you of literally always do. talk about that. We do. I'm sure we're going to do a podcast on it at it least It would twice. never have come up had you not mentioned it. I know. It. Oh, no. But yeah. we were talking about it the fatal gut wound. I'm like, well... Split in half, it's nailed to the tree. Thank the you. World. Well, uh, <laughs> the world. The world you were saying of the lambs. You have to the big the main the first question you have to ask is Hannibal Lecter the most intelligent person in this world, and your answer determines the movie for you. So, and then the next question, whatever the answer to that question is, the next question is: Is Claire Reese equal to Lecter? Or is he much, she much below him and he is toying with her like a cat and mouse? And of course, the two questions correlate. If he's not the smartest person, but they're equals, well, other people are smarter and thus they can make choices and decisions. Crawford can beat them and Chilton can be right sometimes. Yeah. Or if you make the point that Lecter is the most intelligent and then you look at Clarice and you say that they're equals, that means that she has been playing the game the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of, it changes the movie. It does. Because it's one thing to look at Lecter and say that he saw her, and in a moment, he realized his escape. He realized if he kept playing this game and he kept inching out clues mm -hmm. long enough, they would transport him. And then when they transported him, he'd be in a facility where he would be able to get out yeah. somehow. I do not like that read. Well, or and you I can explain. I can explain why. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's that is actually the most simplistic read, of it, and well, that's why it's become very pervasive, and that's why we later on ended up getting other films like Sesevenin and uh, Saw Seven. By the way, I like Seven, and who... I enjoy. <laughs> I also Sesevenin. like Seven. I hate Sesevenin, which is what the internet has made out of Seven. Because they because keep sticking a fucking numeral in the, the fucking name. of the, you know, evil homosexual trope with Kevin Spacey as the, mm. the evil killer. Kevin Spacey's just evil no matter he's, what. He's just I an evil asexual. He, I that. love him too. He is so gay. 
I know, but still, <laughs> like, he's trying to be asexual. I stuck with House of Cards way longer than I wanted thing. to, just oh. because it's so much fun watching him. I just, I, I love him, and I can't watch House of Cards. Nah. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm just going to rewatch Big Love and be really happy. I have enough choices. political drama in my life. I don't need House of Cards. Well, I think he's just like <laughs> he's like he's like our our generation's Vincent Price. He's like that. that... No, don't you dare! No. Oh my gosh! No. The Vincent Price there is will like never be another Vincent Price. No, because think about it, because Vincent Price. If Fencer Price wasn't gay, I want to know why, because he, come on. But also, <laughs> oh, would, he's the Liberace poor. Exactly. But you also, <laughs> but you watch Vincent Price because he, it's so much fun to watch him be horrible. It's, it's well, so much fun to watch him gnaw on the scene. Well, scenery. that was what I was going to say. I didn't say it during the erotic adventures of Frankenstein, but watching that movie reminded me of watching The Tomb of Lygia. And mm. when I look at the two of them, like the erotic adventures of Frankenstein, I was, I, I made it. Because there was a promise of Daddy Dick, and it actually worked out, and I enjoyed that moment. But <laughs> if it wasn't for that, we might have had another Cuso where Alex just stopped halfway and was like, "Whatever, I can talk about this movie. I don't need to finish it." Right. But with Tomb of Lygia, I love it because of Vincent Price. I just love every moment he's on the screen, even if it's the hackiest, stupidest thing. Oh, I know. Well, and that's because <laughs> Vincent Price has that presence that we that expect je ne sais quoi. right uh, and, and kevin spacey kind of has that he yeah. does he not have it to the level no of i love vincent, oh, price. Just... vincent price is an icon for right. a reason i know he's up there with elvira i'm yeah. not saying just, just to diminish vincent price but to elevate the spacey i mean andy if the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo could not bring down vincent price <laughs> 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 if Scrappy fucking do could not bring down Vincent Price. It was that, you, you, everyone remembers this, TV, this show, right? It was oh, yeah. Vincent yeah. Price and Daphne and Scooby and Scrappy and the little Indian boy for no reason. For right? no reason. <laughs> Look uh, how wonderfully diverse we are. I know. <laughs> We're so sensitive. Fuck you, Haji. Simpson Sullivan, everyone. Oh, The animators of that show have this secret reel where they have Vincent Price just beating the shit out of Scrappy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, that would be the best. He just kills them all, and he's like, "Now you're the thirteen ghosts. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, you little fuck stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> so, so I mean, going back into like even problematic in general, not necessarily Buffalo Bill, but Clarice. Oh, uh, how do we feel love. about I? Oh. How do we I'm feel about the? Yeah, I, I love I love the shit out of Clarice. Okay, right? So this is like one of the things. And again, I do like this Be- movie a lot. And Clarice oh, is the, the reason I like this movie. Jodie right. Foster is the biggest reason. Jodie Foster like this movie. is I. I'm like, I will go straight for Jodie Foster. We will go straight together and have children right. from this movie. I love her. I am ready. I, I am actually not going to fight you on that. And as okay. much as I will, because Jodie Jody needs consent. She does. <laughs> Damn before right. You, before you inject her. As much as I was jumping on Jonathan Demi's shit, the one thing that he did really like nail, and it's not just him, but like it's a lot of people made. Yeah. Um, that's not true. Only the director and the actors make a movie. God. That's right. The oh actors just like make up their shit like on the spot. They do. Everybody it's else so just good. kind of stands around and collects a, play, a paycheck. It's yeah. fine. Like, like there's they like only one points. person just to hold a camera or some shit. Like whatever. But the reason that I uh, the reason I love Jodie Foster in this so much is that she is an actual strong woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's not like 
the straight man's idea of a strong woman, which is to say a woman with exaggerated sexual characteristics who is sexually available, but otherwise just acts like a dude. Yeah. Right. Um, she is She's a woman. Bullock. She's, she's I love her too, but... And she doesn't... Demi seems to go out of his way to frame things in a way, like, if you notice every shot that she's in, she's the shortest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Yes. People are always towering over her. Yes. Um, and there's never this moment where she, she goes all... Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the the freaking lady in police academy movies where she's like, "Excuse me, excuse me," and then um, she like shouts. remembers her name because she's so she's so. Uh, I've never there, seen those movies. There was purpose. never there was never that moment because <laughs> that's just not what that's not who she right. is. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that, and I right. I love this character, and she I is well. And and when I, I think say, the smartest person in any room that she's in, you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, and when I say problematic, I don't necessarily mean her as a character. I don't. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean the treatment of the character from the director's point of view. I see the treatment of the character from everyone else in the film. Th that yeah, being well, problematic. And I would say too her. that I disagree. I don't think she is like this realistic woman that you've cast her as. Huh. I think she's somebody who's constantly trying to be a man in the FBI and constantly failing at it. She tries to be so strong in front of the other mm -hmm. men, mm -hmm. and then she just whimpers at her car. Oh, that was so difficult. He threw cum on me. She <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> This has yeah, never happened also, before. I mean, I've never completely sexualized. She was actually she was completely violated. I mean, she was. She was. Yeah. But she also cries at many other times in the she film, was. and she's just like begging the men in this film to do things for her and to tell her things. Yes. Right. Uh, and so yeah. I disagree. I don't think yeah. she's a strong woman at all. I, I, I think she's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I I see exactly where you're coming from with that. And actually, I I'm gonna spin it again. That is where I see her strength. Okay. Instead of like, you look at um, my, the only example I can think of off the top of my head for some crazy reason is The Ring, um, where you have what's her face is the gorgeous blonde Naomi Watts. Yes, and she spends the whole movie being like the demure woman, and she's supposed to be this tough as nails journalist. And every time there's a man, she is demuring to the man and like, oh, but I'm just afraid and my baby and you big man help me. And I feel like. And I feel like this is my conversation about Jodie Foster has been the perpetual lesbian and how no one could see it. Right. And this movie is like a great example of it. And this is almost why I want to give her the best actor, actress in retrospect is because I feel like she does this amazing. She, she, she won the she best actress, actress first. I know she did. I'm aware. I've already mentioned that. Like I personally mentioned that. <laughs> what? I want to give her this thing in retrospect that she actually already won. Yes, but I did not. I am not girls, the Academy. Girls, you're both pretty. You're both pretty. Wait, Continue. Who, who listening thought that I represented the Academy? I'm both like... You don't? I'm really happy, but I'm really out. confused. Anyway, continue I your thought. I want to give it to her. Good lord, motherfucker. Girl, go. Um, <laughs> you did not control me, Bob. It's my podcast. Go. It is all of our podcasts. It is, it is all of our podcasts. We share. Anyway, mm -hmm. go. Continue your thought. But I feel like this, she spends so much of this movie not being used by men without choice. I'll agree with that. I mean, she's yeah. not the standard stereotype. She, but she is. But she is, too. Like, even at the end, she's used as a way to make the audience more afraid because, oh, God, she's just a woman. She's so scared. She's been through right. her FBI training. She knows what to do. And yeah. she's still just shaking well, with her gun. It's also the and, very first time she's ever been in that situation in real life. It's true. And, and is. she's in pitch black. And alone. Yeah. Of she course. is alone. She was kind of dumb. But she they wouldn't show a male doing that. Of course. No, they wouldn't. No, and, no. and that's part of the amped up feeling of that scene is people's, uh, uh, intentionally, 
people's uh, need to protect a woman in that mm-hmm. situation. And well, that, and that is a woman of, in peril. And so she does end up shooting him. But yeah, uh, she's still she's part of the dressing and part of the mood as opposed to being a strong female. Right. character. And, and that's part of the, a huge double standard in Hollywood where you're right. If they put a man in that situation, nobody would feel bad for him. No, no because men are supposed to be able to take care right, of themselves yeah. where that, you've got the woman who is who needs to stand up and buck up and be a man. And and that's exactly what happens in, in red dragon. Will Graham walks in and shoots him and is done. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't spend any time. Then we spend more time with the, the villain being a a Mm -hmm. more feminine character and having to realize his own femininity. The red Mm -hmm. dragon is a terrible book. I am not telling you that you should read it because it's good fiction, but it is totally what happens. (laughs) I, I almost I think I almost rented Manhunter at one point. And then I, then Manhunter I realized, is great. Is it really? It's it's actually better than Red Dragon, where we all pretend like Anthony Hopkins hasn't gained a hundred pounds right. since yeah. he did Sands of the Lambs. Yeah, love him. Great. Well, actor. he's been eating a lot of people. He, yeah. He, <laughs> and in uh, Hannibal, it was okay that he got chubby, but when we go back, and it's supposed to be before Sounds of the Lambs, and he's yeah. still like, "Girl, you could have just maybe worked out yeah, a the little. roller coaster diet." No. Just don't Ooh. do that. That's so bad for you. No. Where is my pool, Clubby? Oh <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. The uh, Hannibal and and Red Dragon were both pretty much. I you know Anthony Hopkins needs a pool. I I like yeah. Hannibal as much I, better than the. I horrible did like book. Hannibal. Oh God, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So oh, much better. Than no, I just this is my last book comment about Hannibal. I swear, Eddie. I, I, but I, I have to tell you that no, I have to say this. In the book, you have a hundred pages in the middle where we forget that Clarice exists and we Ooh. talk to we have this Italian detective who is an idiot and you hate for the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Just going through the the process of meeting Hannibal and investigating him and clearing him and becoming best friends with him and then getting eaten by him. Right. And it just keeps going and going. And at every turn, Hannibal is like not even trying. He's like sitting there eating ears and like, oh, they're pig's ears. Oh, do you want one? He's like, oh, I haven't had that. I'll try the pig ear. Like, it's just complete Here, have stupidity. some guru. Exactly. Like, oh, I have extra liver. Did you want some liver? Oh, oh yeah. No. Pardon me while I oh. Exactly. You know, that would be like. Oh, there yeah. it is. Mm. <laughs> Oh, no. It would be like if Brooke walked in and was like, oh, look at your table. It looks like human skin. And Bob's like, oh, let's just put your arm against to see if you match the coloring. Like, <laughs> that obnoxious. Like, he, I think there is a scene where he walks into the room and he's like, oh, the victim only had his liver taken out. And Hannibal goes, oh, I just made a stew with fresh cow liver. Would you like some? Like, oh my God. just obnoxious. <laughs> like, Thomas right. Harris, stop writing now. He's a little too cute for his own good. Oh my just God. In the movie, like right after Clarice finally drops the, the movie naming moment, we're talking about the, the screaming of the lambs. What does he do? He orders his second dinner, lamb chops. Extra oh, extra rare. No, but I love that. That I did too. so happy. It made me so happy too. But, but that made the lambs stop screaming, didn't <laughs> a little bit. It, it, a little bit. It, that actually makes me think of the, my, strangely my favorite part of the movie is when he hands her those case notes and he just finger. caresses that little mm-hmm. finger. Yeah, just right. like oh, oh yeah, that's my favorite part of the Wait, film. Here's my moment that I'm going to ask: Do you think he actually wants to eat her, or does he enjoy her as someone to play against? They it, in. Uh, obviously not Red Dragon, but I know that in the books and in the two movies, well, Sounds of the Lambs you, and Hannibal. You know how the book Hannibal ends versus the movie. Have you, has everyone seen the movie Hannibal? Yeah. Okay. And I never will. Go ahead and spoil it. It's fine. So, um, audience, don't watch it. It's not a good movie. But in the end, <laughs> yeah. um, they have this whole thing where like her partner 
they're eating their par- his, her partner's brain. Oh, yeah. And While he's then, sitting there. Yeah, and yeah, she's alive. been drugged. And then, like, he catches her ponytail. Because women don't have a ponytail. They're not real women, you know. Right. Um, in, in that the means fridge. she's serious. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the fridge. And he's going to eat her. And she chops his hand off or something. Mm-hmm. Or it's this whole, no. She handcuffs him and says that you can do whatever you want. But you, I can't get out. And the police are coming. Mm-hmm. And instead of chopping her hand off, he chops his own hand off. Mm-hmm. And right. then he leaves his hand behind. And, and then he feeds brains to the little boy on the plane. But, um, yeah. yeah I, which, I, which I still love, even though it's horrible. Again, here, plane. have some delicious Kuru. Oh I can't believe it. And he's, I, what I love about that scene, I just have to point this out, is he's totally like, little boy, you're not going to want to eat this. You really don't want this. And the boy's like, no, I want to try it. He's like, you really don't. No, mm-hmm. I want to. And he's like, okay. <laughs> All right. But, um, but in the book... Clary suddenly decides that she's actually been in love with Hannibal for the entire mm-hmm. time, and yep. they fly off to Buenos Aires to live a new life together. Mm-hmm. No way. Among yes, the Nazis. It's Twilight. That is how the book ends. <laughs> Fuck you, Stephanie Meyer. Right? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. It's disgusting. It is that is how it thing. ends. Like, I, I remember getting to that point in the book and being like, I'm done. I'm so yeah. tired. I'm never reading I'm, another book because it no. could happen in it. Right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now it, and that's when yeah. that's when he write, wrote Hannibal Rising and had to co-opt all of Japanese culture and pretend like Hannibal was raised by a Japanese I person. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't even try. We Hannibal really need Rising. a sound effect from me just sitting here in like this, dumbstruck I, horror just, for forty five seconds. Sandpaper rubbing against sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I we can can't do the eye rolling noise. <laughs> I can't even. Like my, my, my tongue piercing prevents that noise. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and that's so. What, what uh, I, but just focusing on this movie, not thinking yeah. about that terrible ending. Oh my god! Thank but you. focusing on this movie, I don't think he wants to eat her. I think that he likes playing with her, and I think in his mind, whatever answer to my other mm-hmm. questions you have, if he's the smartest, if she's equal, in his mind, she's fun. Yeah, and yeah. if he could, say, if he had to stay right. in that cage forever, he could have a good life playing with her. Because she yeah. she falls right into it. She's yeah. a diversion. She and I think the thing that makes her do that is I think she's as smart as him, but not nearly as quick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's not able clever. to like put right. it together in the background, but right. she's not coming up with it. Yeah. So she right. falls into his loves. traps. Yes. Because it's that slow burn that mm-hmm. he likes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I'm all about you know slow cooking, but damn. And then, cause, yeah, because she she had to go she had to go away and like hang out with her like magical black friend, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who actually like the two of them put it together? Of yes. course, right. Oh my God, Clarice. The, well, I ask you a few questions about this. The, Suddenly, the, everything makes sense. Yeah. The purpose of black people in the early '90s was obviously to magically solve all white people's problems. Right. I mean, even absolutely. before then, because yeah. wow. Welcome to the Shining oh, with your actual oh, magical you know, actual magic in, yeah. in the Shining. He did not solve their problems no, he very did well. Not. <laughs> he yeah, tried. He went all that way. Hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh God. Poor magical Scat Negroes. Scatman Brothers. I he hate that so word. Good. I mean, I'm only using the word magical Negroes because that is the actual name of the trope. That is the trope. So anyway, but no, I, it. You're right, Andy, in that this movie presents a lot of problems. Yeah. In that, you know, you're right. It's progressive. And it's trying to be. <laughs> it really yes, is. that's exactly. It's what trying it is. to be. Yes, I'm yeah. a progressive white dude. Here's how. Here's my take on societal issues. Come on, so right. in the, in the scope of a let me not ask any of the groups you. affected. I'm just no, going no, to make yeah. assumptions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Which which he then followed up with Philadelphia. Well, you know. uh, so I feel like Andy wants to go up to Jonathan Demi and be like, "You even PC, bro?" 
I, <laughs> at this point, I would have to go and say that to his grave because he's dead. That's fine. Um, we can write it on his grave. Just, get, just to keep Ooh, in mind, PC, bear bro. in mind, like the fact that this movie is very problematic doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It doesn't even mean that I did that. I don't like watching it. No, I enjoy, I watched it yesterday. I rewatched it rather. I actually had the seen first it Andy's first time. Um, Sometimes I rewatched it and I. I enjoyed it. It is very yeah. well done. That doesn't mean it's not problematic. Yeah. Right. right, yeah. I, I enjoyed it too. And I got to watch it with uh, one of my kids. It was the first time he'd ever seen it. And so that whole that mm. whole red herring of, oh, this uh, cop's hurt and let's take him out in the ambulance yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really got to relive how exciting that was the first time I watched it through yeah. him. And he was like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. And, and I think something that we have to recognize is that we can know that a movie is problematic. We yeah. can know all right. of this stuff and still enjoy it. That's true. We don't have to labor over everything. Right. Well, because it's, your, it's, it's your problematic thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, what, and the important thing, I think, is Silence of the Lambs was made in 1991. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. made this year. Mm-hmm. Right. If you produced this same movie this year, it would be hard to ignore these things. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be hard to say, well, we can't pretend Ted Levine isn't playing just the worst trans stereotype that we just don't need. Right. right. Like, but when you look at 1991, there were people who wouldn't have even known what trans was. Oh, like yeah. the concept of someone being trans was completely out of their ability. So yeah. he was just the evil villainous homosexual, just like in Lion King. Yes. And just like Ursula was the evil lesbian. Right. You know, Disney was doing evil gay people long Norman, before. Norman Bates. You know, yeah. or we even went back to Rope. Where yes. it's the obvious gay couple who yeah. just strangled and killed someone for no reason but right. for drama. Death yeah. trap. Cruising. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, and cruising is cruising has its own problems because it's not only saying that like gay people are a problem, but we're going into kink. We're saying yeah. that S and M is the gateway to being a serial killer. All yeah. of your people you know who practice S and M are going to become serial killers. I'm, I'm sorry, kids. Awesome. My back is full of bruises right now, and I'm not ready to kill somebody. So, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, and that's, that's the flip side. It is, is, it's in in the same way that like black people in movies were basically you're like either the magic the magical Negro or yeah. um, you know along those lines, gay people in movies for the last century or so are either victims or villains. Right. Right. And even you can even go back to Rebecca. Where, um, oh, yeah, what's her name? The maid, I don't remember. Um, she was, she was in love with Rebecca, yeah, and, like, yeah. died wearing her nightgown yeah. when she set the mansion on fire. It was yeah. insane. Um, so, it, yeah. it, it goes back a long way, and we, we have to recognize. And the sad thing is, we didn't learn anything from it because trans people now in movies are where gay people were in the 80s and it's 90s. True. Yeah. yeah, it's like tragedy porn or a villain, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and it's it's coming, but it's even the worst part is, even if you look at like Star Booty. You know, the RuPaul mm-hmm. movie, Candace Kane is the villain. Mm-hmm. There really, there's no other trans actresses. Right. Everyone else is gay. The gay people are all the heroes. And the only trans actress is a villain. And RuPaul, I would never count as being someone who plays into those issues. You know, she's very active and mm-hmm. she wants community, but it's, you know. She, she's also made some problematic oh. statements of her own I know. Now in oh. regards to the She has a whole other podcast. And, and yeah. we want to talk about RuPaul. It's trans issues. And yes. But that was just, just another example. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are things that she said, but there are things that everyone says. But I mean, even even when we dig into friggin' 
Ace Ventura pet detective. Absolutely. Oh, what yes. the fuck was that, Sean Young? Well, what? that was what? again. That, that was haha. She has a dick. That was uh, right. Totally. That, that almost a, plays into our next movie more than it well, plays into. It was this also, movie. but yeah. it was also, okay. a, it was a crying game reference because they played yes. the crying game in yeah. that scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's sort of how this works. Is the crying game became a pop culture meme for that one scene at yeah. the end of the fucking and, and movie. that's and that's because and again we'll, we'll get the into this into the next one too where this, yeah. this they've just sort of that's what pop culture does is it dumbs things down to this point where you don't you don't see any of the details you don't see anything you see ha 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 that girl has a dick yeah and and then you get you know and you hum and then everybody little, vomits that ever and you yeah. and you hum a little bit of goodbye horses yeah. or you hum a little bit of the crying game right and haha it's a reference yeah and, and I think gross. and that's the, gross yeah. Yeah. yeah Silence of the Lambs at least has Hannibal Lecter as the other meme right mm-hmm. we can forget Buffalo Bill yeah we mm-hmm. don't need him for the move to pull out as a pop culture icon if the movie just had Jodie Foster and Ted Levine going back and forth I don't think it would be as good. I think right. we would no. all have so many more problems with like, you know, we almost could have had less Ted Levine. He didn't need mm-hmm. to be as obnoxious as he was. I, mean, I love it. I think we we reached optimal. Yes. But I yeah. think if we could have lost if we some. We reached peak Levine. Yeah. We could have we could have cut <laughs> Maximum Levine. Yeah. Exactly. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> I think we could It's all going to burn. So, uh, Clarice, I can't wait you, uh, until we can actually like have Ted Levine you break on this me, podcast. Batman. That would be awesome. Break me. Yes, yes. Do you want to go yes. out for pizza after this? Okay. Yes. But I think we okay. can we be naked at the same time, Ted Levine? Because all you no. got to do is talk to me. Yeah. No, we cannot. <laughs> Only after the pizza can you be naked. Only after the pizza. Okay. He's worried about the grease. I mean, because molten cheese on generals just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's that's. Um, Burns and, and or... speaking of food, you know what I'm shocked at is that nobody has said fava bean this entire episode. Oh, we've been trying to actually stay away from the actual <laughs> memes. That's the, that's, wow. Because yeah, that's I've been I was terrified at the notion that we were gonna have to do this one because like those memes have been picked over so, picked over so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we can talk about, you know, the And fava beans are frankly nasty. Oh, actually made that I think I made that I made that joke during the Raw podcast. I think so too, yeah. Yeah. We I've referenced Silence of the Lambs before too, if you know. But that was that's my favorite joke is like the infallibility. It's not even Hannibal Lecter of just Anthony Hopkins had never said Chianti before. Oh, so he had. The, the thing to understand about that is Anthony Hopkins is putting on his version of like a Southern American no, Midwestern he, accent. He literally, but it's a known fact, Andy, that he mispronounced it. Did he really? Yeah. And Jonathan <laughs> Demi was like, you know, that's not how you say that word. And Anthony Hopkins was like, no, isn't I've never had to say it before. <laughs> and then they left it in because yeah. Anthony Hopkins is like, fuck it, that's how you say it now. Exactly. Right. And, <laughs> much. and Jonathan Demi was like, that's better. I like it that no. you yeah. pronounced it Kian. I've actually seen stuff like that. That actually before, yeah. kills my representation, in my headcanon of the character because as fun as that line is, Hannibal Lecter is supposed to be smarter than that. He's well, supposed to be well, yeah. classy. I always took it as he's purposefully poking a fun at, at her Clarice yeah. because yeah. he's already bo- podunking her accent and yeah. Yeah. he's pronouncing things shoes. wrong. I, yeah, right. Well, yeah, and, I get it now. And you yeah. know, I'm not gonna lie. We can totally remake Sounds of the Lambs with um, Mads Michelson as um, Hannibal Lecter because I loved that show so much. I, I never actually got a chance to watch it. I, I did what I always do. I watched like the first season and then like a couple episodes of the second and then stopped. But Mads Mikkelsen was really good. Mads yeah. Mikkelsen is great in everything. He is my favorite part of that. And my favorite- Yes, my, he's the good part of yeah. it. Well, yeah. I like the guy who plays Will. I think he does a good job. Actually, in the yeah. second season is where you would have hated him more. Because in the second season, it, the whole season is spent with him like, 
I don't know if I'm crazy or if I really killed everyone or if I'm crazy. That's or if I where I everyone. started. To, that's where I sort of. Yeah. And the, out. the second season is like the first seven episodes are him debating if he actually killed everyone with Hannibal being like super awesome in the background. And then it gets good. Mm. Yeah. Then, really, unless you're the one cutting off Mason Berger's lips, I don't care. Oh I really don't that care. Happens. It did. <laughs> I mean, because that that was Mason Verger was a big part of all three of you know the the first three Red I Dragon, know. Silence of the Lambs, and, and I, Hannibal. I just tried to skim those chapters because what happened to him was disgusting. That's why. I oh, mean, it was like reading the second Dexter book. Yeah, and uh, have you? Mm. Have, and no, has anyone seen Dexter the show here? I no. watched it up until like the beginning of the sixth season and need to finish it okay yeah so in the second season um dexter is the killer it's the bay harbor butcher and it's dexter the killer in the book it's the bay harbor butcher is this insane cuban surgeon who mm -hmm. uh very slowly cuts off all of your limbs your lips your eyelids your tongue your ears and just leaves people as like this like stump that just constantly makes a noise right and it's like when you read it you're like going Oh, this is still happening. They're still just and they like they talk about like they're at the crime scene and there's just this uh, 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 noise that they can't stop. And they finally realize, oh, it's the body. It can't do <laughs> anything else. Like pulled out all of the teeth, no lips, no tongue, no eyelids, and it's just making this constant alarm noise. And it's like it's like one of those machines that you can get like from online that just like every like every five minutes it'll just issue like a, a soft beep. Yeah. yeah. So you hide it somewhere and drive <laughs> yeah. your roommates crazy. Exactly. 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 Oh god. Exactly. That, those things are the worst, and I hate to talk about when I when I can buy you one of those just for <laughs> You act as if I don't already own one. Oh good, I'm glad. Okay. I would kill you. <laughs> so <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, I would say, is there more you want to say, Brooke? about just the, the way trans people were shown in this film. Like, did you feel like you got out what you wanted to say? Oh yeah, I definitely got out speaking what I wanted to say. Speaking for the whole community. Speaking community, for the whole community. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> As the token trans person on this podcast. <laughs> I, I really didn't mean to be that really, really, uh, really frustrating. Tokenizing, that's the word. We really do just need to like watch regular movies with bros. We do. That's the next time, the next time. Yes. Yeah, I, but, but really, I think that the, the only thing I didn't say is that, and, and this unfortunately isn't as funny, but it's these kinds of things that, uh, just like just like um, uh, institutionalized systemic racism, it's it's systemic transphobia. Mm -hmm. These create uh, situations for people that they don't think about, yeah. that they just believe, uh, yeah. and that has led to the dehumanization of trans people, uh, leading to like much higher and more violent murder rates. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and that is the real problem. You know, people will say to me, you know, why. Uh, why are you having such a problem with this? Somebody's just trying to make a joke or people just say things or whatever. Right. It's because people are actually and literally dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So beyond just being annoying and devaluing me as a person in my experience, it actually puts me at much greater risk. They say there's some estimates that the average American has about a one in 16,000 chance of being murdered. And a, and a mm -hmm. trans woman has a one in 16. Yeah. And a trans woman of color has one in four. Yeah. Oh, so that's terrible. Yeah, that and it's awful. it's because of these systemic things that happen, these tropes, the bosom buddies, yeah. the mm -hmm. uh, uh, the joke the joke that were made in almost every comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always and somebody with a secret of, oh, I bet you dress in women's clothes at night or yeah. <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. It's those things that dehumanize us, which makes it much easier to kill us. 
So uh, that's the only thing I would add because uh, it's beyond just annoying. It's it's actually a matter of safety for people. Mm -hmm. So right, yeah, and I think I think the first way because there I think it would be unnecessary to go back and pretend like all of these things never happened. Right. Let's never watch Sounds of the Lambs again. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, but I think it's more important to have people like just have the masses take stock of the fact that Buffalo Bill. Even if he is a trans person, like no one can call him not a trans person. Sure. If we want to go that route, we can't say you're not trans. Right. If you, Buffalo Bill, really think you're trans, you're trans. We have to believe That's him. fine. Yeah. Right. Um, but we have to look at it as like, even if he was, he's not a normal trans person. Right. Yeah. Normal mm -hmm. trans people aren't like waiting to find their, you know, size 15 women to skin them and starve them, okay. you know. Exactly. Because I mean, size fourteen. Nobody wants leathery um, boobs. A fifteen would be better oh. though. Oh. Then she wouldn't have to starve as much. But the, in the other, you know, it's uh, they <laughs> kind of piled. I think they sort of piled on all of these like negative traits onto Buffalo Bill. Yeah. The you know he's well he's obsessed clearly obsessed he's got swastikas on his quilt he's mm. got Nazi mm -hmm. it's actually anti Nazi propaganda but it has a swastika on it so it reads as Nazi. Yeah. So it's like here's how bad he is. Look at what he does. And but, but um, I'm also like so he's I, skinning women. Yes. How how is he not just bad in general? Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't I mean, that enough? <laughs> yeah. Can't get bad. I mean, going back to a, going a back to tip guards. Yeah. I mean. Well, and it, when it goes back to Ed Gain, yeah, and yeah. we don't yes. know why he skinned women. Right. Like he was we making was a his suit. Mother, though. Yeah, but yeah. we just. There's a lot of assumptions, but you know, at that time, sure he had ma he had masks he'd made, he had gloves. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, was, and he was upholstering chairs. Yeah, he yeah. like because he, did he lamps the lampshade lamps. thing, which is uh, another weird tie-in to a the belt whole of Nazi nipples. Thing. He had a belt of yeah. nipples. The Dude, lamp what? was a scrotum. A box of eyelids. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't really want to necessarily go. Belt? We've already gone into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A belt, a belt of nipples sounds fucking cool. <laughs> no, it's a thing. Like, like I want a belt not, of nipples now. It's, it's not. It's cool. not that cool. But <laughs> no. the, the lamp was, I mean, some, was like a, a guy's stylized, scrotum. a stylized. Oh god, a testicle lamp. That would be testic lights. <laughs> no, <laughs> Andy. Think no. of the marketing opportunities. They found like a penis in the frying pan on yeah. his stove. Like he was actively cooking. We've all done that. Oh my god! Ow. She actually pulled up the belt of nipples. That is yeah. really. Oh, you've got to see it if you thought it was cool. Like, you've no, got to see it. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> thinking something way nicer than that. No, no, no. Uh, I think just, he's. No. That is it's some summer ready. camp bullshit right there. You just put that shit right away. Handmade is not an excuse for something looking bad. You should see the shit. That is like the worst Etsy bullshit right there. That's a Pinterest fail of a belt right there. Somebody out there, please make nipple belts that like look nice. And this is your future. Make nipple belts for everyone. No, to be like just really like like healthy. You'll make it killing. They don't have to be real nipples. They could be crocheted. Right. Lovely healthy lace nipples. These lovely pink areolas. Like on a belt, and Why then pink areolas. Because oh my god! Brown. Okay, guys, then, I think then, we're almost done now. And then, no, and, then when it gets, <laughs> and then when it gets cold, it turns into a spiked wristband. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> okay, so I'm always thinking. All right, so final thoughts on Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Frankly, I'm giving it five out of five nipple belts. <laughs> what about you, Brooke? What do you think? I give it a, a five out of five just for the violence all happening off screen. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. It's like a five out of five, um, five out of five cocoons jammed deeply into the back of my throat. It's <laughs> the only place for him, Andy. I mean, you've had a lot of things jammed back there, so 
It's getting crowded. It is. What am I supposed to do? Deny it? (laughs) (laughs) We've already had this discussion. Everyone in this room has done something with a dick at some point. (laughs) At least once. At least once. (laughs) Only once. And uh, I'm not guest star denying it. (laughs) 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 And uh, I would say I would give it five out of five um, decorative macrame lotion baskets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew it myself. Macrame. Oh my god. Okay. My dad always did macrame. I would imagine him hiding women in the basement with his macrame lotion baskets. Like this one's purple and light blue. <laughs> I have a turquoise one too. If you'd like it, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. You know. You are <laughs> ultimate proof that being gay is genetic. Anyway, <laughs> that's our show for this week, kids. Join us next week so as we, we skewer didn't something talk else. About Friday the Thirteenth at all. Oh, wait. Yeah, we do that, don't we? Yeah. We can do that. Bob also we likes can. to end the show early. Bro, I do. Didn't know. <laughs> okay. He likes I'm to skip details, time. end the show early. I was like, I'm I, just tired of all this bullshit. I'm We're done. Like, okay, so Friday the 13th. This was your subject. Go. What are we talking about? Oh, we were just talking about the fact that it's October and it has a Friday the 13th. Yay! And that's a that's a rare thing for a Friday the 13th in October. Yeah, it's only... Yeah. I, the Gateway website has it. I think it's like every six years, every nine years or something like that. So it's not like every 23 where there's like this total eclipse of the sun and we have to worry about man-eating plants. Or, or... Don't look at Friday the 13th without special glasses. You'll go blind. Or like... <laughs> that's Friday the like, 13th part three. Or the creeper... <laughs> the creeper comes out of the ground to like eat up your blocks in Minecraft or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Oh, Minecraft reference. I don't know. Aww. I was going to make a Jeepers Creepers reference, but I don't care. I mean, I actually like those movies. I haven't seen the third one. Didn't it already leave theaters? I it don't. Showed, I it had a it one night, like gone. a one night only. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Sci-Fi Channel has it now. It to, to the theater. Sci-Fi Channel gets it now. Oh, come on. Sorting through the phone. I know this is like total. This is great podcasting. Seriously. La la la. We're waiting for information. And, you know, Trisca, Triscodecophobia is actually a thing. He's really got his phone in his hand. He his does. thumb is moving so quickly. Uh, uh, uh. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. For those of you who are here, that is a well-conditioned thumb. So nine years. Nine years. Okay. It's been nine years since there was a Friday the Thirteenth in October. Mm. Friday the Thirteenth is my favorite horror series ever. We, we should celebrate it by skewering the fuck out of Jason versus Freddy. I, I love that movie. It's one of the best I do too. Of the whole series. I agree. Yes. It's cute. I, I will say that I don't hate it. I don't necessarily like it, but I don't hate it. That's either. how you feel about most movies, but I know. Mm. I'm celebrating just, Friday the thirteenth year by quitting my I'm celebrating Friday the thirteenth this year by quitting my job. So that's Yay! So Better yeah. places for Andy. I'm tentatively celebrating Friday the 13th by going to a, a marathon at the Gateway where they're showing uh, episodes one through four, three in 3D. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. With, with the red and blue glasses? Yes, with the red and blue glasses. That is awesome. Oh. Yeah, because it's old school 3D. It's know, like right? when they, they're going to do um, Hitchcock, M is for Murder, in 3D this month, too, with those nice. glasses. Yeah. Hmm. I'm celebrating Friday the 13th by making a belt out of lace nipples. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> And it's going to be fat. It is. Andy's going to buy it from your Etsy store. God damn right. It's already pre-ordered. Yeah. I'll pay with I'm Bitcoin. celebrating Friday the 13th by joining a successful girl group and then quitting to make Freddy vs. Jason. Hey, she had that like one single that was on RuPaul's Drag Race season one. It almost sounds like Command the plot of Perfect dawn. Blue. Oh, it? Break the Dawn. Okay. Oh my God, the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bob's going to star in his own version of Freddy vs. Jason where he just watches Halloween. Right. Exactly. And, and makes fun of... <laughs> for all of you you couldn't even finish the joke for all of you who, who don't get to listen to our wonderful pre-show dialogue 
we officially canonized the fact that Freddy Krueger is the embodiment of Jamie Lee Curtis's vagina. In case anyone was confused. Was yeah. a prehensile clitoris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I just imagine her hanging from trees. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Eating bananas with her foot. Like, picking in the picking up straw, shoving it up her ass. Exactly. You know. It's Why like is, watching Prom Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why is Jamie Lee Curtis putting straw in her ass? I don't know. Why? Because <laughs> prehensile clitoris. Maybe it's long enough Andy, to do whatever. I mean, what's it, it, wrong obviously with was Jamie Lee Curtis putting straw up her ass? Why are you kink shaming Jamie Lee right? Curtis? And Frank it is Curtis? her right. Not that there's, I guess there's nothing wrong with Jamie Lee Curtis. If she wants the scuba dive in a kiddie Curtis pool full of peanut butter, that is her prerogative. See, Freaky Friday is really just Lindsay Lohan discovering that Jamie yes. Lee Curtis carries Freddy Krueger as her vagina. That's what happens in that movie. Everybody got silent. (laughs) I'm your daddy now. Nobody can even stomach laughing. Trying to find a way to work in a Mr. Quiggle joke, and it just ain't going to work. I'm your daddy now, Nancy. There's too much straw for Mr. Quiggle. No, it's too dry. I hate the movie so much. Oh, my God. Stop it. Mr. Quiggle just needs some raid. That's what he needs. (laughs) I feel like if you put raid up your ass, you're going to have a lot more problems than a self-healing crockroach. You know what? George Clinton... George Clinton signed up for that movie. He's a, he deserves the raid up his asshole. Always. If you have any questions, concerns, want to lay... Words. Words are a thing. Words are important. Yeah. Want to lay words eggs in our brain? Uh, go ahead and email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can also visit the website at candycoatedrazor.com and visit me on Twitter at, at candyrazorbob. And you can follow me on Twitter at Zanman Horror Fan, X A N M A N Horror Fan. You can also email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at oh shut up Andy, O H shut up Andy. Let's be honest, you won't, but you could. <laughs> and, and that's what's important here. And you can quit looking me up on the internet, you fucking creeper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was and only on... the one time. <laughs> uh. I'm doing it with my phone right now. Yay, cyber stalking. Okay, on that note, again, for real kids, bye. 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 (laughs) Promotional consideration for this episode provided by the Clory Starling Institute for the Study and Research of Speech Impediments. The Candy Coated Razor Blades podcast is distributed under Creative Commons 3.0. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike. If you've enjoyed our show, please like, subscribe, rate, or review on your podcasting outlet of choice. Every little bit helps. Visit us on the web at www.candycoatedrazor.com. Theme music is 13 Monsters by Lightning Bolt. Visit them on the web at www.laserbeast.com.